This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Luckily, it does not take long before you get to level two, typically in most no. campaigns. And so once you hit level two, things hit the ground running a lot quicker. Um, they do. And you they get a, a couple of things um, at level two that make a huge impact on your ranger. Yes. Yeah. So you, you get spell casting and you get fighting style. Which again, um, <laughs> huge. <laughs> yeah. This is like the level of the century. So basically there's a smaller list here than what you would see um, with fighter, but it's still a great one because it again, leans into that very narrow band, but very specific and well-worn uh, band of options for Rangers. So you get the archery fighting style plus two attack rolls with ranged weapons, defense uh, fighting style. You get a plus one to AC if you're wearing armor and you probably are dueling. Um, if you only have one weapon and no other weapons in your hand, you get a plus two to damage. Um, and then two weapon fighting, one of my favorites, you engage in two weapon fighting. That means two you know, swords in each hand. You can add your ability modifier to the damage of the second attack, which normally you can't do. So basically that fighting style lets a ranger attack twice pretty much every single round at level two. Uh, and a monk has to spend key points at that point to do that. So it's pretty right. awesome. Now, other characters can absolutely do that. Fighters, for example, and others, but that's pretty great. Right. So we might be getting to this very soon, but in this particular, in the PHB, it actually says that um, you can't take a fighting style option more than once, even if you later get to choose again. Is that just, is that meaning that you'll get more than one of these eventually as your character levels up? Or is that saying it's one and done? Once you choose this one, you get no other options from this list. What they're saying there is that even if you were somehow, and there's nothing really, I don't think in the Ranger pages that specifies this, but if somehow you were to get another fighting style, you can't double up. You can't get a plus two to attack rolls with archery. You have a plus four. I mean, you have to do just that one. So you'd have multiple kinds of fighting styles and some of them are very complimentary, but you can't have it more than once. And so if later, like they did with Tasha's, if they let you switch out uh, or if you multi-class into fighter and at level one, get a fighting style, you get to pick something other than what you already picked. That's all they're saying. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because there's some things in here like um, archery and two weapon fighting. Yes, would be great. But then you know, it's a is it one of those things where I'll get take this one now and take the other one later, or you know, is it one of those things where it's like, well, I have to choose really wisely because I only get to decide this once. But even with that, if you decide to use the optional rule of feats, some of these might be addressed in feats, and so yes. you could just resource a bunch of different um, material and see what you want to get and where you can get it from to make sure you're making the most informed choice for the character you really want to play. Yeah, absolutely. Multiclassing and feats are the easiest way to get those extra things. And, you know, think about what you want your character to be good at and have an inkling or a plan of where you want them to be and choose accordingly. You have to build that foundation. 
Right. Um, so they get better at fighting with yeah, and, martial weapons. And then they also start fighting or, or engaging with the world around them with magic. They do. Uh, so they finally get spell casting. They get two spells and two spell slots. <laughs> Not overwhelming, but it, it, it's still good. You know, this is why this class is so unbelievably perfect for newer players, though, especially newer it players really that have played a little bit, but are ready to branch out and learn a little bit more. Two spells, two spell slots. That is so easy to keep track of. You you know what your spells are. You don't have to flip through the book every time. You know, it sounds kind of like weak for the character to play in the game, but as a player, that actually sounds really inviting. It really does. In fact, my son, when he was like nine, he chose to play a ranger. Uh, so it, yeah, it makes perfect sense. My daughter picked a, a, a sorcerer. So, you know, there's that. Um, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, she was seven. Um, but uh, yeah, exactly. And so for them, the not only is the uh, list of spells pretty small, um, they have to follow uh, a chart in that first chart there of how many spells they know that basically goes up by one like every two levels or so. Uh, actually, up by one every two levels is the methodology. Um, and uh, they refresh on a long rest. Wisdom is the spellcasting uh, modifier for all of that, calculated the same ways for everything. And um, it caps out at level five spell slots and no cantrips uh, normally. And that's basically it. But the ones they do get are pretty great because um, they have access to cure wounds. They can cast Goodberry, which is uh, I love a. Goodberry. Goodberry is great, and it's only a small amount of characters that can cast them. Uh, Goodberry basically lets you make ten, uh, turn ten berries uh, into like little healing nuggets. Yeah, um, one little one HP nibbles, mm -hmm. which yeah, is exactly. also a, a day's ration. That's the key. That's yes. the big one. It's not the little one HP. I mean, that's great if you're almost dead in a battle and you just need that little pick me up. But the the day's ration can come in huge with certain certain ones especially if you're counting rations right and if you're doing a ranger maybe you should be um so a good berry basically takes care of their their nourishment for the each day you get one hit point in it takes an action to eat one but if you're out of combat you just want to like down all 10 great that's 10 guaranteed hit points uh so that's amazing and then there's everyone's favorite and i do want to talk about this for a second hunter's mark and yes, there I think everyone are knows this or at least i know this from critical role <laughs> Yeah. So, so Hunter Market is actually pretty great. Um, that's why everyone uses it. It was like what everyone kind of agreed was like the best thing about Rangers. And until you had the Oath of Vengeance for Paladins, only Rangers could cast this unless, you know, you were, you had bards or, or warlocks that can steal spells and stuff and certain feats. Uh, but basically it's a bonus action, which is great because you're not going to be casting a spell with your action. You, you're going to hit things and you basically put the laser sight on your target so that it's basically mystically marked as your quarry and it's concentration an hour verbal component only um I, I choose to think that the verbal component is i'll be your huckleberry um and for an you hour an i choose to think for verbal components for almost like every spell and i'm always like every single one i'm like yeah that's fabulous <laughs> on huckleberry um basically you're going to do an extra d6 of damage to the target whenever you hit it with a weapon attack whenever not once on your turn or so once per reaction. round or the first attack of this turn 
every single time. So that means if you're level two and you would be with this and you're dual wielding, it's an your short swords do 2d6 damage. That's 4d6 of damage at level two if both of them hit. Now, does that does that crit? Does that count on crit damage as well? I mean, yes, I know that we, we play it differently, but PHB standards of you double the amount of dice that you roll. Yes, you do. You would double that as well. Absolutely. And if you take a attack of opportunity later on as your reaction, it counts then too. And if the thing you marked dies, and by now it really should have, you can just a bonus action move it, it to a bonus action just to move it to another target. Um, which is great. And, um, and also it gives you advantage on the skills required to track it if it gets away, which makes a lot of sense thematically. Um, now, unfortunately, this is one of the spells that you can cast at higher levels later on, but it doesn't up the damage. It just ups the length of time you can concentrate mm. to eight hours and to eventually even 24 hours. So that's fun, but I wish it did more. But early on, man, that is the go-to for sure. Um, it's really, really great. And then there's actually really interestingly, um, there's a couple of first level uh, spells for the ranger that are bonus actions. And I'll stop talking about ranger spells here in a second, but um, each of them are also kind of like tailored to different kind of rangers. So if you're a, uh, a ranged ranger uh, using archery and stuff, that longbow, there's Hail of Thorns, which is also bonus action, verbal, one minute with concentration. Is, and it's basically when you, the next time you hit with a, uh, a ranged weapon attack, this, the arrow or whatever just splits into like a hail of, uh, of thorns, a, a, like a rain of arrows that come down uh, on the target. So it's basically going to do um, an extra D10 piercing to the original target and a D10 of piercing to everything within five feet of it. So if there's like a group of goblins standing conveniently in in a three by three grid, you aim for the middle one and the middle one's gonna take, you know, 1D8 plus 1D10 plus whatever damage and then all of his little buddies also take 1d10 if they fail their dexterity saving throw, which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like hitting those multiple things, which is uh, Hunter's Mark is more adaptable and meant for like maybe one big creature. Uh, so yeah, so there's a couple things in there and they kind of built it very smartly. And I like that a lot, but yeah, yeah well, I mean, a lot of them too are, are really cool. Cause like you said, um, it's spells but at the same time i feel uh-huh. like if you want it as a character you could just play this like ability right right like I you said, just have all of this the spells special are really skill innocuous. instead of this yeah. thing that you like cast specifically expect because something like that like you can logically figure out a way to describe how that arrow could splinter into a whole bunch of different pieces Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like with all of these spells, it's actually really fun because if you wanted to flavor it differently, you could describe what happens as a player based off of like logic and reason. Yep. It, right. All of it, all of it's very much like that. And that's why I kind of mentioned that early on because it just, it, it, you'd be hard pressed to recognize sometimes that that is a spell being cast as opposed to a, a natural ability. Uh, and you could even, like you said, flavor it that way. That's a great idea. I love that. 
If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.